Well, good morning, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Merry Christmas. Stand to your feet with us. Our Savior has come, and this brings us great joy. So sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her Welcome to First McKinney and Merry Christmas to you. Every year we like to kick off the Christmas season and celebrate that Christ has come. And we're especially glad you're here today if this is your first time with us. So if you're here for the very first time, we'd love to know you. We'd love to pray for you and just serve you any way that we can. And the best thing for you to do right now is just take out your device and text the word guest to 96123. We'll text you back, just a few things for you to fill out there, but the whole reason we do it is just to serve you and tell you more about our church and how you can be a part of what God is doing here. And today is the first Sunday of Advent, and so we're going to celebrate that together this morning. Today we begin our celebration of Advent. Advent means coming or arrival. And when we light these candles, we're reminded of the promise that God's light came into the world through Jesus. He saved us from our sins. So when we look back to his first coming and we look forward to his second coming, these candles are arranged in a circle because life in Christ has no end. On this first Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of hope. Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in darkness have seen 
a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let's pray together. And so Lord, as we look to the birth of Jesus, grant that the light of your love for us will help us to become light in the lives of those around us. Prepare our hearts for the joy and gladness of your coming. For Jesus is our one and only hope. In his name we pray, amen.
The glory of Christmas is that it is not the beginning of Christ. Long before that first Christmas, his story had begun, not just in various prophecies, but in an eternal divine person. John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and the Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. 
Uh, way to go, boys and girls. Uh oh, we lost a shoe. You guys are awesome, and you're all snowy. No, that's not real snow. That's soap, so don't lick it. Uh, it's non-toxic, I think. Uh, it is. No worries. Uh, we're so glad that you guys are here. And hey, did you all have a good Thanksgiving? Did you guys eat any turkey on Thanksgiving? Do you all like turkey? I heard the other day somebody said that turkey is kind of like, you guys aren't, won't know what I'm talking about, but it's kind of like the Detroit Lions. They show up every Thanksgiving, but it's not really that good, you know? Now, I normally could maybe say that about the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are doing kind of good right now. Um, okay, so, uh-oh, I just offended a lot of people out there with the Cowboy thing. Um, you guys, uh, what, what are you excited about for Christmas? Okay, the first service you all said presents, and now you're all saying Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, do any of you like to give presents at Christmas? You know, that's one of the, I love, I love to do that. I love to give gifts. And so don't, don't forget to do that. Give your, buy your parents something. If you need money, ask them for the money, and then just uh, buy them something. Uh, that, yeah. Well, we don't care if that's not giving or not. Who cares? Um, uh, okay, so, hey, do y'all know any characters that show up, like, the, the night Jesus was born? What's some people that showed up? The three wise men? Who's some others? Donkey? That's not a person. But, um, so the kings, we are, yeah, Mary and Joseph. Somebody said the little drummer boy over here. I don't think, uh, I don't think the little drummer boy was there. Um, can you just imagine, like, Jesus, uh, Mary gets Jesus down to sleep. She's so exhausted. She's just had a baby. She finally gets him down to sleep, and here comes this little boy with his drum. He's like, I think you need a drum solo. No, that, that would not, thank you, Chad. That would, that would not have gone over real well. Well, the greatest thing about Christmas, you guys already said it, but is Jesus. And if there's nothing else you hear today, I want you guys to hear this. Look at me. Look at me. I want you to hear this. God loves you. God loves you so much. No matter what you've done, no matter what you ever will do, God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you. And so we're going to sing some songs about that. And so we have some people that are going to help us. So this first one, Mia Kate. Where's Mia Kate? She's down there. Come on up, Mia Kate. So, all right. Got some Mia Kate fans. So this is Mia Kate Presley, and she's going to sing Away in a Manger. Beautiful. So, so let's all sing this next verse together. Sing it with us. All the people out there, congregation, sing with us. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever. Sorry. 
we're going to sing. This is Hark the Herald Angels sing. Elsie, where's Elsie? Come on up, Elsie. So this is Elsie Carroll, and she's going to sing Hark the Herald Angels sing. Okay, and the last one we're gonna sing, this is one of my favorite Christmas carols. Just love this one. And uh, this is Sadie, where's Sadie? Sadie Sotka, all right. Oh, you got a beautiful dress on this morning. Okay, and she's going to sing, O Come All You Faithful. Sadie. So you guys sound so great. We're so thankful for you. So proud of you. I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. Let's all stand together and we're going to sing this last verse. Here we go. with us.
Yeah.
It was perhaps the greatest choral presentation in the history of the world. One nameless angel had the honor of singing the lead with a multitude of angels behind them. And this was their song. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day the city of David, a savior, who is Christ the Lord.
pray. God, as we celebrate the birthday of your son, I pray that you would help us to understand today on a new level why Jesus was born. God, I pray for the people that are here in the room uh, that have heard the story of Christmas all of their life. That maybe in a new and unique way that through the next few minutes you'd help us again understand why Jesus was born. And pray these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Merry Christmas. Hey, my name's Sam and I get to be the pastor here and I also just got invited to be part of the nativity this week. And as I was thinking about what the shepherds must have felt that night, right? So many emotions. Some 2,000 years ago, right, the angels appear and say, unto you, a child is born. The government will be upon his shoulders. His name will, right, what? what? Like, the glory to God in the highest. Like, just the emotions. And as I thought about what they must have thought, you know, one of the things I realized is they knew something supernatural was happening. And they had, they had heard the stories that there would be a king in the line of David that would be born. But, but they couldn't have possibly understood all that was going on. Why was God's son being born? And then it, it, it made me realize for me. You know, I, all of my life I've, I've believed, I grew up in a family that would tell me the Christmas story that there was a real Jesus and he died and that's his birth is Christmas and we celebrate that. But why? Why was Jesus born? You know that Jesus' closest friend, John, tells us that six times when Jesus was alive, he told us why he was born. Six different times, and, and it's, it's like looking at a prism uh, of the, the power of Christmas to, to think about in the mind of God. You know, he was the only living thing that's ever lived that actually decided to be born, right? That, that God lived, Jesus was alive before he was born. But he was, why, why did Jesus decide to be born? If you have a Bible, I want you to open it with us. The first time we read in the book of John, and we're going to walk through all six this Christmas season as a church family. The first time is a very famous passage of Scripture. As you're turning to John chapter 3, Jesus is going to have a conversation with a man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a really good guy. In fact, Nicodemus is going to tell us was a Pharisee. And the Pharisees were really good at being good. They, they were doing all that the Bible they had in their hands that they knew of. In fact, they added rules even to it to try to even be better at being good. Not only was he a Pharisee, but he was a ruler, it's going to tell us, in Israel. And, and those rulers were the Sanhedrin, like they were the ones that were the best of the best and Jesus, when he talks to him, is going to refer to him not as a teacher in Israel, but the teacher in Israel. Like if you were to talk about any people that like were, were, were earning favor with God for, by being good, St. Nicodemus would be at the top of that list, right? Many might refer to him as a saint, and for fun right now, I'm going to refer to him as St. Nick Ademus, all right? Listen to this dialogue with this man who all of his life has tried to be good enough to earn favor with God. Jesus is going to explain to him why he was born. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, 
a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Uh, he's saying basically, we know when you were born, Jesus, that you came from God. Those are big words. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now for this man, St. Nicodemus, like he would have studied all of the prophecies that God was sending his son in the line of David. And in the line of David, this king would rule and his kingdom would have no end. And so Jesus knows that he wants into the kingdom. And I think many in this room would want to be part of that kingdom. In fact, all of you, if you knew about the kingdom of God, you'd want to be part too. Jesus responds, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is, what's the word? Born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Interesting, when Jesus explained his birth, what he does is he says there's something that must happen in your life. You, you need to go through a rebirth, Nicodemus. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, for a man like St. Nicodemus, who was studying the Old Testament, he, he would have seen that multiple times in the Old Testament, even for good people, they would need to go through a combination of water cleansing and a supernatural Holy Spirit empowering if they were going to live and be any different. And Jesus says, you need to be reborn. You need to be reborn with a cleansing and a spiritual empowering or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh, Jesus says, is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must, what, say must with me, you must, one more time, you must, Saint Nick Ademus, the guy who's really good at being good and trying to earn favor with God, you must be born again, he says. The wind blows, now Jesus used a play on words here, wind and spirit are the same word in the original language, pneuma. The pneuma blows where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the pneuma the Spirit. He's basically saying you can't control the wind. It doesn't matter how hard you try. You can't do something to start the wind or stop the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. So it is with this spiritual rebirth that you need to go through. You cannot do good enough to make it happen. So, verse 9, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Another translation, how can these things happen? If I can't do it on my own, if, if something spiritual has to happen, how can I be reborn like that? Jesus answered him, are you the teacher, the teacher, the teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know. Interesting, Jesus referring to himself in the plural. We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Well, how can Jesus tell us heavenly things? Well, he just told us he was an eyewitness. 
No one has ascended to heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. You know what Jesus was referring to there? He's referring to what St. Nicodemus referred to earlier when he came from God and was born the first Christmas, his birth. Come from heaven except the Son of Man. Son of Man for this man, Nicodemus, would have been a big word for him also because he would have studied over and over the prophecy in Daniel that there would be someone spiritual from heaven that would be born on earth. He would be born in the flesh to explain the spiritual things. His name was the Son of Man in the prophecy of Daniel. And Jesus says, that's me. I'm the one. I was born here on earth. He who descended, the Son of Man. Verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Again, he's, he's teaching this guy in his own language. He would have studied the stories of the people of Israel over and over and over again. And at one point, they were rebelling in the wilderness, complaining against what God had done, leading them out of slavery. And in order to discipline them, God had sent snakes that had bitten them, and some were dying. Y'all may have heard this story. And what did God do? God did not say, you need to try harder to earn my favor in order for you to be saved. Instead, he said, I'm going to put on a tree on a wooden pole, on a cross, a snake. And I'm gonna lift it up. And if you will look at that snake, not based on what you do, but just looking at what I've done for you, I'm going to give you life. And so he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so, what's the word? Must, again, so must, the Son of Man be lifted up. There's two musts in this passage. One, you must be born again. The second must was that Jesus had to be born so that he could die. He must be lifted up. Three different times in John, this phrase appears, and John tells us at one point, this was actually him telling them how he was going to die. He must be lifted up. Why was Jesus born? Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus, guess what, Nicodemus, I was born so that you can be reborn. I was born in the flesh to die so that you can be reborn in the spirit and live. Jesus was born so that you and I can be reborn. Y'all read that with me. Jesus was born so that we can be reborn. This is what Jesus is explaining to him. Interesting as he talks about his birth again, you must be, so what verse 15, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Eternal life, that's spiritual life. I need to go through a rebirth to get there. Well, how do I get there? Well, keep going. Here's the famous words that maybe you've heard. For God so loved the world that he gave, this is the very first Christmas gift ever given, the greatest Christmas gift. He gave his only son that whoever behaves should not perish, is that what it says? No, to this man who all of his life has tried harder to get better. Saint Nicodemus can't get into heaven based on what he has done. He has to be reborn, so must we. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not, what does he say here? 
Send his son into the world. If you want to draw a Christmas tree beside in your margin, you can do that. This is Christmas. God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world. Some people think God's out to get them. He has a conversation with someone who is not really good at being good in chapter four, the woman at the well, and he tells her the same story. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but instead, what? In order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever behaves is not condemned, no, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son. Oh, church family, do you understand why Jesus was born? Guests that are here today, those that are joining us online, some of you in overflow, Jesus was born so that you can be reborn. He was born in the flesh to die so that you and I can be born in the spirit and live. Well, well, how do we go through that rebirth? Jesus explained to him, it's through believing in what he has done. When we believe, yes, we turn from our sin to follow Jesus, but it's not what we do that saves us. Saint Nick Ademus, I want, every time you see a Santa this Christmas, I want you to think of Saint Nick Ademus. Saint Nick Ademus could not get into heaven. He was so good at being good. He had to go through rebirth, and so do you and I. Every Christmas gift has to be received. And I think sometimes even Christians forget about it. Uh, this week, Justin and I were texting back and forth, and I said, hey, guess what? On Sunday, we don't have to perform, right? Jesus has already performed for us. He has done what we can't do to earn God's favor. And so right now, I wanna invite you to, to receive this Christmas gift by bowing your heads and saying, God, I believe you were born so that I can be reborn. Right now, maybe you knew Jesus was real, but you did not understand why. And I want you to just, in your heart, say, God, I believe, and I wanna receive this gift. I believe that you were born so that I can be reborn. If that's happening in your life right now, I wanna invite you to pull out your phone, and I want you to text the word TALK to 96123. Text the word talk to 96123. I've, I've heard about someone already this morning who has said, yes, I'm, I'm gonna turn to Jesus, someone who rededicated their life to Jesus this morning. I don't know what this looks like for you, but we wanna have a conversation with you. We have a, a team of volunteers, we have ministers that would love to help you to follow this Jesus who was born so that you and I can be reborn. God, I pray right now over each person here in the room, that we could live Christmas in response to what Jesus has done for us. Oh, felt its worth. 
This morning, we're going to end our service by thinking about the promise of Christ's second coming. He came once, and he promises us that he's coming again. Our Savior is coming again. You know, this morning, we got to experience kind of all the senses, uh, seeing, uh, hearing, 
uh, smelling. You're like, what did we smell? Well, these animals, they smell really bad. Those of you that are here in the front, uh, you maybe smelled that. But it reminded me that that's what Jesus entered into. That was the reality. He was born in a stable with smelly animals all around him. He was the creator of the world. He is. He's the king. Why would he be born like that? I think it's because he wanted to show us that he's willing to enter into our mess. Because that's all we are. We're a mess. We're a mess without Jesus. And uh, as I think about the people on our worship team and in our choir, uh, we're just regular people. There's several of us uh, maybe that have lost a job this year, maybe some that are struggling with uh, cancer or a de debilitating illness, some that are uh, having st uh, tr uh, financial struggles, others just trouble in their marriage or another relationship, some with children that are far away from the Lord. Uh, but here's the reality. When Jesus left this earth, when he ascended into heaven, he told us, I will be with you always, always to the end, to the end of the age. He's promised that he'll never leave us and that he's with us in all of our brokenness, in all of our mess. That's the hope of Christmas, and he's coming again. So we're going to end with, with that reality that Christ, one day, we're going to see him face to face. So worship with us. Eternity 
response to what you have done. God, thank you for sending your son. Thank you that Jesus was born so that we can be reborn. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you head out today, I want to invite you into a conversation. First, if you brought a guest, I'd love to meet your guest out the door to your left is our welcome center. I'll be there with other ministers and our team. We'd love to say hi. If today you've understood really on a deeper way and, and maybe for the first time why Jesus was born and you want to talk with someone about this new life, this rebirth that's happened in your heart and in your life. If you go just past that welcome center, our next steps room is there and we have a team of volunteers who at one point in their life had the same thing happen for them and they'd love to talk with you about what it looks like to be a disciple following Jesus. So that's in our next steps room then a little farther down the hall on the first of December we're starting our Advent reading together as a church last week we tried something new and the church loved it we started with Advent blocks it has a devotional guide for you and then something that you can put up in your home as a tradition uh, we are selling them not to make money but to cover the cost that we use to purchase them so if you already have some you're good if you don't have some you can find those in the connection on your way out and then if you're looking for a way to celebrate Christmas, hey, come back with us as we celebrate together and hear Jesus tell us why he was born. Some of you are like, why do we not light candles? Don't we do that? Yes, we do on Christmas Eve. You're invited to be part of our candlelight service also on Christmas Eve. Let me pray over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go love your neighbor and dodge poop on the way out.
thank you for joining us today for Worship Online. If you're in our area, we wanna invite you to come to physically connect to your local church. We would love to help you to live and love like Jesus alongside of others who are doing the same. If you're from outside of our area, can I challenge you to find a local church in your area that's gonna preach the Bible and exalt Jesus. Smash the like button, subscribe, share with friends, and turn on notifications if you'd like to stay up to date with us. And thanks again for joining us.